Hey guys, Jeremy National Fire Radio with my man Tucker. No Rob Ridley tonight. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> Rob Meyer, Ridgeway Leatherworks. I feel, Rob, that we've been here before. Yeah. Perhaps, maybe a time or two. Side note. <laughs> we did this podcast a month and a half ago, two months ago. Yeah, about that. Before yeah. Indy. And, and um, that was the one and only time that we lost content on our storage. And so we lost the whole interview, and it was a difficult phone call to make for me. I know Rob's always smiling. You'll see tonight through this whole process, Rob smiles the whole time, and you know it wasn't a big deal. So he says, but it, it was a lot of time and effort that you know for you to invite us here and to do all that. So I have to formally say, sorry, it's Sebi's fault. So, <laughs> so, so like I said before, I just. The way I see it, um, last time you guys came out, uh, two things happened. One, I get to hang out with my friends yeah, at the same time. We, absolutely. Before we, before we got to taping, we've spent a lot of time kind of hanging out, which is, has been great. But at the same time, you know, what we also found out is maybe, maybe after you guys left, maybe I forgot to add something. Maybe I wanted to tell you something about me. That True. Didn't want to tell you yeah. So it worked out, you know, for both of it. And unfortunately, you're just too apologetic about it. <laughs> you know, stopped. believe it. Yeah, well, believe it or not, for the, for the big personality that I have, I truly have uh, – I, I, I do have feelings, and so I felt bad. And um, and so Sebi, when Sebi told me, I was like, oh, and he was heartbroken over it. Well, all the, we we shoot a lot of content. A lot of the stuff doesn't make it out, you know. All the back, all the B stuff, all the filming that Sebi does and Chris Lewis does, right? We do we do a lot of content, and uh, and we have I don't even have a lot of content that we haven't even put out. I mean, we have tons, hours, tens to tens of hundreds of hours of content that we haven't even put out yet. That we're hoping to get to one day, um, and so on, which when is exciting. Get slow, yeah, when th- right, <laughs> in, which you can understand. Nine weeks. Do you rent him out? Can I borrow him for a little bit so I can have this guy here? Content? Absolutely not. <laughs> He's very busy. We keep him. We keep him fully. I'll busy. pay you double for everybody listening or watching. Sebi uh, Sebastian is our. Um, without him, we're nothing. Um, Sebi does all the tech for us, and with well, without a doubt, I mentioned it before, but I don't want to give him too much attention. Uh, and Chris um, is a good guy. Though. Chris yeah, is fantastic. Chris is he sends his love. Yeah. He sends his love. We called him right when we pulled well, in. We were I'll on the phone with him. I'll send him a radio strap. There you go. It's beautiful. But Rob, thanks for having us again, brother. Well, thank you for coming back. You and uh, your wife Tina, who has become a good friend as yeah. well. You guys are awesome, and the, all the guys here, and we'll get into all of them in a in a little bit. But uh, I mean, this is awesome, brother. And and like you said, and I, I'm. I'm honored to be here once again, and you're right. It, it opens up the door for us to be and to get together with our friends and to crack a beer and to tell some stories. Mm-hmm. But what's exciting for me is I think it's so important for guys like you with National Fire Radio, with tradition and culture, and what we try to represent. I think you're very much a part of that in the leather work end, right? We were talking about it before. We hit on it before when we were shooting some other content mm. about the <clears throat> traditional side of leather. And, yes. you know, uh, I think it's always going to be around. 
Yes. And uh, and I think it's important. And you know, and so for us to be here to show off the process and to talk about your backstory and how you got here, mm-hmm. awesome, brother. So thank you okay. for having us. Yeah, but uh, let's roll into it, man. Maybe a little background about Rob Meyer, man. How how did we get here? I mean, you're a career fireman, right? Yep. But then the leather business, right? I mean, let's let's hop into it. So um, the leather business kind of happened. I don't want to say by chance, but really just because of my dog. And uh, really what happened was I had a Doberman. Uh, he was a, we got him as a puppy. As he started to get a little bit older, uh, you know, Doberman's a big, mean dog. I wanted, sure. I wanted a nice, mean collar for him. Um, <laughs> so shopping around, I'm looking at these leather shops that do, uh, that, um, that do dog collars, and they wanted, to me, or in my eyes at the time, uh, they wanted quite a bit of money for the, the dog collar that they sold. So I love my dog to death. I knew damn well as a one-year-old puppy he was going to destroy it right <laughs> away. So with that, I, I said, just like most firefighters do, is I bet I can make something like that. I mean, and, and to me, looking back at it, that's no difference why when you go into a firehouse, you'll see a grinding wheel, you'll see, uh, you'll see a welder. Workshop. Because when, when you get a bunch of guys together and, you know, you give them a problem, yeah, we'll, we'll make something to fix it. So that was the same thing. So I said, you know what? I'll make him a collar. I'll see if I can make him a collar for so for less than what um, or about the same price at uh, what they were selling the collar for. I just started spending hours and hours, tens, hundreds of hours on YouTube, leatherworker forums. Um, I bought my first set of tools, first set of materials, and really just kind of went step by step. That first collar that I made for him take, took about four months. And that was really just moving at a snail's pace, making sure that every step that I do, I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, and my first collar for him was exactly what I was looking for. It was the uh, 12 gauge shotgun collar that I actually offer uh, today too. That's cool. So, um, yeah. I, how long did that last? The collar? <clears throat> I have it floating around in the shop actually. Um, so, so obviously <clears throat> the dog didn't chew it up, and it lasted. He beat the, it up pretty hard. Yeah. He did pre- beat it up pretty hard. So um, backstory for Jaeger. Uh, he's obviously my uh, my mascot. Yeah, that's cool. I was going to mention that. That's um, cool. We did we did lose him at an early age, unfortunately, um, but. Uh, I think everything, at least that I do, everything I stamp my logo on is, is kind of like a tribute to him. And that's like, he's the reason why uh, I'm in the shop. I have, you know, these relationships awesome. now. It all started with him. So, yeah. <laughs> he beat it up. <laughs> it still looks good. Though. Look at that. It's that leather. Fantastic. Leather is an adorable product. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he did uh, just through trial and error and kind of figuring my way through. I made him his first collar, and he had a couple more to follow after that. And... Um, and What'd you say? It took four months. Four months, and like I said, it was a hobby. So, the problem a lot of the a lot of the time spent was leather. Leather's a tough gig. If you don't have a leather retailer near you, um, which was the case for me, I had to order something uh, sight unseen online, right. pay another five six dollars shipping. Yep. Wait for it. Sometimes I found out this is not the right thing. I didn't like right. this at all. Right. And so I moved to something other. And even then, the materials. When I started buying materials. I was buying strips of leather like that, pre-cut at a premium price. Now, um, I'm buying sheets, a pallet of right? sheets of leather, yeah. sides of leather, like you see in front of you, um, and I can afford to make a mistake. You know? Yeah, before, yeah. It, you know, my heart was broken when I spent you know twenty, thirty dollars on a strip of leather and I screwed something up. Yep, I can so, only imagine. And that's yeah. it. Leather is an expensive hobby, and right. you know it becomes less of an expensive business because if you're making money off your products, you can afford to you know get another piece of leather. When it's your hobby, uh, when I started out, especially on the fire service side, I charged the cost of my materials because I just wanted to work with leather. That's it. So the guys that got in early, 
they didn't necessarily get the quality of product that I pushed today because I've pushed out a lot of mater- uh, of products since then and I've learned a lot since my, my early days. Um, but at the same time, they helped afford me the ability to continue and, and work on the, sure. the, on the hobby and so, the craft. So rewind, <clears throat> five years ago or mm-hmm. so? Yep. This is when that, that all took place, about five years ago. Yep. So come fast forward, right? I mean, from five years ago, from <clears throat> tinkering around and, and making Jaeger his first <clears throat> collar, yep. right? To to then what a couple buddies were like hey, you mean, you, what are you doing with the leather? Like I'd love a strap, right? And when well, obviously well, for a lot of people, when you start a new hobby, you want to talk about it. Yeah, right. So, right. so that's what I well, that's what I did. So when we I got to the firehouse, I was talking to my, my buddies about it. Uh, I worked EMS at the time as well as a side gig. Um, I talked to you know my partners that I work with, and of course the first thing I, they they say is oh well you work with leather can you make do you make radio straps and the answer was never made one before but you know eventually i'm going to because that was it leather and the fire service go hand in hand i knew and i'm kind of like a a practical or pragmatic person when i when i went into leather working i started measuring what i would actually do with it yes it could be a hobby of mine what am i going to make out of leather so initially started with the dog collar but then it was an easier sell to say all right well you know what i can make a radio strap i can make a locker tag I can make a glove strap for myself. I can, you know, I can make products or uh, things that make sense to me in my world because my world was the fire service or is the fire service right. at the time. So it was an easy sell to say I'm going to dump personal money into a hobby like that and know that I have other projects to continue my work in instead of, you know, spending a couple hundred hours of material and, and tools. And then once I've made my first dog collar, yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I either right. I either continue new to, hobby. Either you, <laughs> yeah, right. Either, either you see a rack of dog collars along <laughs> yeah. this wall, yeah. that I made yeah. for Jaeger, or you know I, I move on, and and that's where it started. I started making a couple things for guys that I work with, or my own first, obviously, or a couple of them. Um, guys that I work with, um, guys that I work with, work throughout the state, so there's always they're always looking for a leather guy. Sure. Um, and that's where it kind of morphed into something different. Uh, my first department order that I got was a local department uh, near me, and um, it afforded me the ability to put a hefty sum of the profit, actually all the profit, towards the sewing machine. And when you get a, for me, when you got a sewing machine, it opens the door for so much more because I've never hand-stitched a radio strap. Yeah. I've hand-stitched plenty of dog collars uh, in, in the time that I didn't have a sewing machine, um, but it was something that was just so time-consuming. It wasn't worth to charge what it would be mm-hmm. worth the time. So... Uh, so yeah, I think that from what I've done from a business uh, business person standpoint is I was lucky enough to be able to still work my side jobs, um, pay my bills, you know, take care of my family, and take all of the profits from Ridgeway Leatherworks and roll it right back in the business. Yeah. So it was yeah. a matter of buying more tools, buying more sure. materials, um, being able to work with leather more. That's just like you know, committing yourself in the fire service and going more training classes. The more you commit yourself to anything, whether it's you know your trade, without a, a hobby, doubt. Uh, the better you're, you're going to get, you know. So that's something that it's I... a it's a craft, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is a trade. It's a craft. It's not, you know, as much as it's a hobby to learn it, and you know, <clears throat> here and there. What this has become, though, it's a it's true craftsmanship, right? I mean, this is you know, this is on par with any type of, you know, anything that people do with their hands. <clears throat> they manufacture with their hands, metalworking, woodworking. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is right there with it. And I mean. You know, I just think you know over the over the in, in a five year span from you know your first dog collar and your departmental order to where you are today, um, it's it's incredible, man. What a major accomplishment for you, I have to say. I mean, but it's all done through hard work and determination and the people you surround yourself with, right? I think it's it's two parts. How much you're willing to put into it is what you get back, right? And in my case, I've I've got a great support network, whether it's my family, my friends. 
Uh, my wife was very understanding, um, considering the fact that I lived in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> considering I lived in uh, lived in my shop before we moved here, it was a single car garage. Right. Um, I love the fact of working from home. I was only three steps away from everything from right. my dogs, my kids. Uh, I can turn the light switch off, and I cut the commute completely out. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I want to strive to continue. I don't want to be in a commercial type, you know, setup. I want to work from home, and you know, the fact is we have a great time. We have plenty of laughs. Uh, the boss sometimes lets you drink on duty. So, couple, couple <laughs> times. Why don't we? Why don't we talk about that, right? Because you know, we we hit on it before when we were shooting some other stuff, and you know, a lot of us. Um, I mean, I say us because I'm in the same boat. We're in the same boat. Uh-huh. When we start something, when you start something new, <clears throat> it's new, right? And you got to build and grow, and things don't happen quickly. And I think today in society, and this goes to the firehouse, <clears throat> right? We get, we got the the guy on the firehouse for two years that thinks he's a 12 year man, right? Mm-hmm. And in society where people want instant gratification, instant happening, hard work and determination takes a long time to really perfect your craft and your business. And so the humble beginnings, right? Mm. Single car garage at your home. Yep. We were talking about it before where it's almost like, you know, you, you want to portray a bigger and better image than who you are. Yep. But you know what? Um, I was very, if you, if you look, if you scroll back, I've got a few thousand posts on my Instagram account. Yeah. There's a, a few. If you find a few rare shots of the shop of what it was, um, you know, when I started out, I didn't know how to plan for any type of growth. So... Christmas, the first year I was actually open for business, Christmas, I had no idea what the Christmas rush was going to be. So I ended up, you know, ordering, falling behind, ordering a bunch of material right up to before Christmas. I got all my orders out ahead of time, thankfully. Um, but my single car garage was a maze. It was a Collier's Mansion. I was walking, I yeah. was zigzagging yeah. to get yeah. through other things. Um, lighting, stupid stuff like lighting, totally insufficient. I had, I started out with a just a single craftsman door opener light over me wow. it, it, I love it, it yeah. and I, I never knew the difference until my buddy came in and goes you need some lights in there. yeah like what are you doing and I'm like I'm just squinting like looking down and that's right. it but that's why you see my, my obsession with just lighting up everything were yeah. you painting then uh huh so you wow so it, and, and again that's I probably painted that locker tag yeah <laughs> in, the dark, in, the dark, dark. in the dark in the dark in the dark a little black light but, going on. But that's it. I mean, I've, I've honestly, I've lit up my shop so much because it's actually difficult to kind of get the right lighting for pictures now. Um, and, and, of course, something that's most common, radio strap, I, I can't, it, it's long. It's right. it's hard to get into, like, a, a photo box or whatever the case may be. But it's important because now I, I can see everything, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to identify everything. I can see any defects, any problems. Um, you know, and that's to me, that's kind of important too. Is just the, obviously the quality that we put out. Yeah, so. but the but the humble beginnings, man. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think, I think when you have those humble beginnings, I think when people are given things too quick, you don't make mistakes, right? Yeah, it's given to you. You don't fall down, and then you have to learn how to pick yourself back up, right? I mean, these are these are life lessons, but they're also lessons in business and in character sure. mm-hmm. and who you are and how you become, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of trial and error. You talked about it with the collar, just on the hobby side, yep, right. But before you were buying pallets of leather, <clears throat> it I mean, was precious. Every bit I had was yeah. precious, and um, you're right. I think some people are more inclined to kind of take the easy way out, and that's yeah. you know that's part of the, the world we live in today sure. because everything's at the touch you know the touch yep. of our fingers right. or the tip of our fingers um has to happen now yeah but there are certain trades where unless someone you know particularly in leather I, I get the question every now and then 
Um, somebody wants me to send them uh, a deconstructed radio strap so they can put it together themselves. Uh, you know what? I, I want. I answer questions day in and day out. Um, Let's talk very, talk about that a little bit because I know we talked about it last time. You get a lot of inquiries from people. Yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of conversation. I think it's an interesting. Like anything, right? National Fire Radio, we get a lot of inquiries from social media markets, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. You on the leather side, you get a lot of inquiries and back and forth with other leather guys, mm-hmm. other people in the industry, right? Let's talk about all that because that, that kind of drives who you are and what you do and, and the passion you have for it. First and foremost, yeah. I think it's I think it's cool because I was that guy too. Yeah. Yep. So if, if you, starting out, I would ask questions, um, uh, the leather worker side, not even if in the fire service. That group of people are totally willing to, to, to be helpful, share information. Great group. For the most part, there's always the guarded people. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so I was that same person asking questions coming up. Um, some people answered. Some people didn't. Uh, the people that answered, um, you know, or the people that didn't answer, for whatever reason, I, I get it. Sometimes maybe they're inundated with questions. They're like, enough, you figure it out on your own. Um, the people that did answer me uh, with you know, nothing but appreciation for the people that either helped me coming up or even the guys that started kind of alongside around the same time with me where we shot back and forth, you know, tossing ideas. Um, I think that there are some people, and it's kind of easy. You can It's easy to figure out which ones want help and then want to figure it out on their own and then people that want to do you to do the work for them. Yeah. And I'll help you to whatever degree you hit that mark. And once you, I figure out that you're asking me very detailed questions about, you know, could you send me this product without you putting, without you putting it together so I can, you know, do it to my, for myself, they kind of want to just steal the pattern. And uh, right. And, and you know what? Craftsmanship is yours. You own it, right? That this, this is your trade. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is who you are. And to be able to give up, you know, you're entitled, and, and same with us and, and everything that we do. We're entitled to have some of our proprietary secrets. And uh, But I don't even think I, I – I certainly didn't reinvent the, the wheel. No, the of course not, so, but you had to figure it out for yourself. Correct. There, there, is that, there is that learning curve where you can either take, you know, a brand X strap – tear it apart and then copy the dimensions right and there's ways of going all right well how do i want to make this myself how do i want to make it mine? how to make it mine too yes right so um you know i've like i said going back i've had a i've had a fair amount of help myself so i i remember where those people asking um for help i remember being that person absolutely i am totally i I love when people ask because to me it's it's a compliment that someone you know hey absolutely usually it starts out usually starts out you know hey i love your work you know i got a question how do you paint like you paint in your videos and for the most part if i can help them out any way i can i can some of some of the times unfortunately the answer is repetition putting in time getting... you can't have a shaky hand <laughs> yeah. you have talk, to find somebody else well, we to talked about that. the 10 o'clock rule i don't paint before yeah. 10 o'clock because yeah. i'm usually two cups of coffee deep so or after yeah. 10 o'clock uh, actually no, the lines get a little smoother oh do they yeah there's a there's yeah there's a fine line though there's there's what it gets nice and then it gets sloppy so there's that i find the same thing when we do our podcasts uh-huh. there's that fine line between it's clean and good and then it gets a little sloppy <laughs> but anyway so we're sitting here in your shop yeah. your shop has come a long way from a one car garage mm-hmm. right so this is what within the last year or so uh, yeah, so we've actually been in the shop for five months. Five um, months. Yeah, okay. We, we closed on our new house at uh, the end of the year, and uh, so we got in here right at yeah. the. At oh, the I got I got the floors kick done. Kickoff. Yeah. Got the floor done. Floors done. Some tables up. Seb, make sure you get the floor. <clears throat> the floor. <laughs> this is, there was a lot. Of, I remember. Listen, we're social media guys, right? Yeah. I remember when you posted the floor. 
Well, that probably was one of your best posts you've ever had. No, but I'm something had nothing to do with it. I know. No, you did. You <laughs> had the idea. I said, it has nothing to do with that. Stop it. It came out wrong. But I'm sitting like, it's super cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. But that, I think, is a testament to the, the craftsmanship in who you are, right? Like, you want, your shop is clean. It's impeccable. And I know we're coming, so obviously, you straightened up. Like I said, every quarter, but you're more than welcome to come for, you know, just to make sure we I get, get a deep cleaning uh, I organization. Get it. But it goes, <laughs> it goes to the product you're putting out, right? It's a, it's a beautifully done, clean shop. You take a lot of pride. Mm-hmm. Your guys that help you down here mm-hmm. take a lot of pride in this shop. And it goes to show that when you have a floor like this and a backdrop like this and the workbenches you have and so on, it's a testament to the product you're putting out. It's, yes. Yes. I mean, to me, every, everything everything I've done here is something that, you know, I wanted to continue to remind myself that it's not a job. It's something that when I come down it's here. It's awesome. When, it, when, it, yep. when I come down here, I want to feel like, you know, this is the coolest shop in the country. Yep. And I feel that way. And, I you know, spending money on doing the floors like this. Or, you know, the workbenches. I mean, obviously the workbenches are necessary. It's, it's a part of, of you know, manufacturing and production. But, you know, just setting up the shop the way we have has kind of just, it's just been surreal compared to what we've come from. So it hasn't been an easy ride. You can also kind of set up a production line where before <clears throat> it was probably we were moving. We now. were moving things. And then the problem was, and we were forced, we were limited to how, how many orders we could do at a time. Um, we were moving things to get to other, moving things on one bench to get to the other yeah. bench. Um, things that were drying we couldn't touch, or they ended up in my house simply because I didn't have the room. She's laughing over in the corner. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would lay out straps on my kitchen table to dry that were painted because there was no room. And right. God, God help me, I ro- I tap into one of those. I got to throw it out the door and you know start all over again. And when so, you start <laughs> with those humble beginnings and you put in all that hard work and dedication to the craft, learning the craft building your brand, building your company, mm-hmm. and then you can get to a level that's the next level up. And you take that, you take all that pride and ownership that you put in from the one car garage and painting at your kitchen table, mm-hmm. and then you're able to have a facility like this, speaks volumes. Really does, Rob. I mean, you should be commended on it. I, it's I think a it's a fun ride. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be, right? So, and that's that's something that I think is kind of crazy is that um, you say five years, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's impressive in such a short time. I and knowing that you you've obviously uh, been running a business prior to and uh, you know National Fire Radio, it's it feels like it's a lifetime. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's just so yeah, it, it is. It's always on your mind. You live it. A lot of people don't realize that if you're not willing to have that commitment, or at least in my opinion, um, a lot of people can turn that off on the weekends or the, you know as soon as you clock out, yep. you're done for the night. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I go to sleep thinking about my next post in the morning. So it's it's one of those things where it, it all depends on how much you want to commit yourself, and you know some people can commit themselves less and get more out of it, and maybe the luck of the draw, maybe a better product or you know just a better um, presence on social media. But um, listen, man, everybody's got their way. Mm-hmm. Um, what you see on social isn't always what you get. Oh, well, absolutely. And uh, and so, but I think um, I only post nice pictures on Facebook. <laughs> after ten o'clock, I, I don't. Yeah, after 10, I, I never, yeah. I, I never, show, I never show a picture of uh, the screw ups that we that we have. And we do, we we mess up sometimes. That's why they put yeah, and you on should, pencils. You should yeah. post every single one of those screw ups. Yeah. And it just it happens. And mm-hmm. the important part is how do you how do you respond to that? And it's funny too because 
Tina used to give me a hard time. You keep on screwing up. And not all the time, but you keep on screwing up. I get it. I get you keep it, on right. screwing up. You know what? And, and you don't realize, especially when my buddy started helping me out, is that you don't realize that, you know, you explain to them, hey, I'm messing up. I'm messing this up too much. Could you please take over this and focus a little more on it? Because I know I'm messing it up. And it happens to them too. So it's not just me rushing through it. It's just one of those things that you have, you have to account for. It's, it's just something that's part of business. You know, you have to realize that people are human. They're going to make mistakes. You know, we're probably laughing our ass off at something stupid oh, we yeah. said. And, you know, you just kind of make an oops and you, know, you, you start all over again. And yeah. I, I think, too, um, something you said before which struck a chord with me was, you know, you mentioned how you wanted to make this a great place to be, um, a place that when you come down the stairs and you want to be down here to work. And, um, and I think it's great. But you also made a comment before about surrounding yourself with people you want to surround yourself with. Absolutely. And you're yeah. not doing this alone down here. You have uh, a bunch of guys that help you out, some mm-hmm. regular faces that uh, mm-hmm. do, you know, that really help you out, and they're part of the team. Yep. Um, you know, I think that's important, too, to surround yourself with people that you enjoy being with. Mm-hmm. Um, you said as much work that goes on down here, there's also a hell of a lot of laughter. There and is. And <laughs> like that right there, sliding in, right? Like you know, yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, I think it's great, but it, it goes to it goes to <laughs> what Ridgeway Leather is about, right? I mean, you're providing a, a an incredible product, a custom made, craftsmanship made yeah. product <clears throat> with good people, right? Uh-huh. By guys it, that love doing it. Uh, if and I, I've had that experience with every every guy I've asked to come and help me out. Um, you know, no, no one obviously having experience in the leather leather work before. Um, just the the appreciation as you work them through the steps of going from raw material to finished product it's usually the first couple days this is really cool like you know i they would never usually get a chance to do that otherwise and to me it's still really cool the fact that i take something like this and turn it into something that people want to pay money for people want to pay money and wait for yeah Um, my man it blows my (laughs) it blows my freaking mind that you do this and that this is done because like me i want a radio strap Right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. order it. Where is it? I order it from Rob. Shows up. I wear it. You have no idea what goes into making this, right? The backstory from a sheet of leather mm-hmm. through the machines, cutting, trimming, sewing, painting. Yeah. I don't, uh, and that's something that I guess maybe, you know, hopefully this, this, you know, this podcast can kind of show is that, you know, it's not like I order a pallet of radio straps. Right. Like some, oh, some my of, God. That's that's exactly what I'm getting at. Some, some of my customers, they, they think that, wow, you know, I thought I was going to get, you know, a Brand X radio strap with stamped and painted. No. Right. You know, totally different than what right. they've ever seen. Everyone's got that, that, that graveyard of straps hanging in their firehouse, um, you know. And when they they see the stuff that I can do, you could see that they just appreciate the final. My first me, one awesome. was one of those. I don't even. I don't know if it was like galls. Remember galls? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the magazine, right? <laughs> we all like before like social media and and so on. Galls was this catalog that came, and I guarantee you, a lot of people that follow us and they're listening right now have no idea what Gauls. Are, are oh, they still around? Yeah, there was. Yeah, they are. Well, they're right. just website, right? Galls. G A L L S. You're welcome for the plug. I'm sorry that he's shitting on your product. No, absolutely not. But this goes back. Oh, remember that? This goes back 20 years ago. But I remember it was like a, it was like an 89 dollar radio strap, and it was like yeah. two pieces of leather and this like J that comes out the bottom that any universal radio right. would sit in. Uh-huh. Within the first, I yeah, now now I'm shitting on you. <laughs> on, within the first, within the first like six months, I had duct tape on it. Right, like yeah, I mean, it just it just goes to show, right? Like 
from start to finish, this product is made by people that actually enjoy making this product. And they're, and they're well, and they also them. use them, too. So yeah. you right. guys know what they're supposed to be like on the job. Yes, yes. And a lot of it, um, I think a lot of it is really cool that I've been fortunate enough to put my products in a lot of busy uh, departments across the country. Um, New York City, Camden, uh, Philadelphia, uh, a lot of East Coast, but a lot of West Coast companies, too. So um, yep. I, I, I know that. <laughs> Saw that firsthand last weekend. That's right. Um, you're right. Um, jealous, by the way. Totally. I want to be out. We'll talk about that trip in a few minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so I know I, I get the feedback. I know that you know what I'm making works. Um, you know, I know that I've had uh, city departments approach me and go, "The straps that we're currently using last us six to eight months, and you know we we beat the hell out of our products, and we need something better for you know, for our buck." And for me, it's easy. I don't want to say it's easy. It, it's easy enough to say, all right, well, I'm going to give you a price, and I'm going to give you a product that's going to last, you know, in, you know simply, much more longer than the ones right. you beat of up, um, provided that at least, you know, they take care of it. Plus, it's backed by my warranty, too. So my warranty has always been <clears throat> that if there's something wrong with it, and I make the joke, even if you're running over the truck yourself, tell me. I'll replace it. I'll fix it. Uh, I've had about three guys currently come back to me and say I ran my strap over with the truck. And uh, what'd you say? Like, I was kidding, guys. I'll kidding. send them out a replacement, and that's it. No questions <laughs> I, asked. I know that's and incredible. You told I mean, it's 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 stupid, but I put my name on my products, and to me, that's like you know, that's important. You know, a lot of people that doesn't mean a lot to them, you can just close up shop one day and disappear. Yep, and legacy, yeah, to me, character, right? I mean, it, it means it means a lot to me that you know, everything I stamp my name on. I will support 100%. Yeah. If it means that I make less money on making another product for you, spending the money on shipping, maybe pay, spending the money on shipping it back to me to do something or fix it, do something right. you want on it that I maybe forgot, doesn't happen anymore because of quality control, quality assurance. My lovely wife, by the way. Tina, you're getting a lot of props. You're, coming on, <laughs> you're gonna come on camera in a minute. No, she says no. no. But um, all right, the camera's off. Tina, come here. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's something that means a lot to me. It's important. Um, I think it's something that's maybe lost in in some companies, big or small, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's, it's not the whole pride factor. Yes, it's not about the bottom line. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to to be in a position where, um, you know, if we screw something up, I'm not crying that that piece of doesn't, letter is gone. Doesn't that parallel the firehouse though? Like that belief that like you know taking the easy way out doesn't work. The belief that you know character and hard work and dedication and so on. I mean, we talk a lot about that on our podcast, right? When we when we talk with different guests and we talk about the firehouse tonight, we're not even talking about fire. We're talking about radios, right? And radio straps and leather work and so on. But like, I always find these parallels when we meet with guys like you. And I mean, you're a career fireman, fifteen years. You just said right, mm-hmm. fifteen years on a line. You know, you get it, right? We surround ourselves with guys that get it right what we're finding with national fire radio is as we go around and we meet different people we find the circles that we want to be in because it's the people that share the same beliefs right it doesn't take long either it doesn't take long to to weed them out absolutely Absolutely. maybe maybe when i started it was different and you know even when i started out looking back that whole moniker of you know uh, me thinking and i was probably one of those kids too that i I thought that i knew more we all were it's what you learn from that being on the other side of the coin, I am by no stretch of the imagination a senior man, but knowing now and having gone through the experiences that I have, I you know, I, I can certainly see the guys that love the job, right. the guys that want to put the extra effort in, and then the guys that you know just want just to show putting up. putting their time in. Yeah, putting their time or just show up and bitch. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> so, a lot of that. But I think yeah. that goes hand in hand 
you know, it all comes down to it's not just the firehouse. It's individual character, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the individual person. It's yes. how the person carries themselves. And that translates through mm. typically the firehouse and then through their personal life and then into a business, mm-hmm. right? So I just, I, I love that connection. I love that connection all the time. What I, so. what I, what I really like is when we go to shows. So when we go to shows, yep. we get to... Um, we get meet to and sh- meet and greet, but get to, and, and I try to convey whatever I can on social media, but you really can't get a grasp of either how much fun we're having in the shop when we're working or, you know, when we're out there, especially when we're surrounded by other uh, good fire service companies, we have a blast. I had a blast in FDIC and I spent a lot of time away from the booth because I just wanted to go and meet the guys that I've never got a chance yep. to meet. And luck- luckily enough, I had the support there to, I-, I feel bad some people would show up in the booth and I'm not there. But it's we'll a, the same thing. It's it's uh, it's no guarantee that I'll be able to see these people ever again. Right. And I've I've talked to them on social media back and forth, um, and uh, I've developed a lot of really cool relationships with guys that get it and guys that want to be a part of the fire service, want to make the fire service better, uh, want to continue on tradition, um, want to help somebody, want to bring another firefighter up instead right. of tearing them down. And to me, not to say that my department was lacking that. Um, but you're just oversaturated with it when you start running in those circles of guys that have fire-owned business. And you can tell that they're not just blowing smoke up your ass. Um, you know you know they mean it, and you know you can see the passion uh, about it when they talk about the fire service, when they talk about their business and its relation to the fire service. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, that's where, for us, at least the, the shows kind of, I, I thought were really cool to kind of branch out, do a couple more shows this year, and, and really show people, you know, how much fun we get to have, too, you know. Well, that's it. I mean, it's it's part of it's part of the whole picture, right? I mean, I enjoy. I loved. We had a couple shows this year, man, yeah. and we had a. I mean, we had a blast. We really did. I mean, we had a good time. We saw you at both out of all of them. I mean, you know, and and so on. But you know, when you when you do, I'm a firm believer. When you do the right thing, you surround yourself with people that do the right thing, and that that group of friends becomes um, impenetrable. Mm. You know, it's it's guys that get it, and you want to surround yourself with positivity. I'm so sick and tired of the bullshit that goes on in the fire service. I'm, I'm sick and tired of the bullshit that goes on in life mm-hmm. with people that have time to complain but not time to pick up themselves. You know, when people have time to, um, you know, put others down, but they don't look in the mirror, right? Like, all these things, right? And I'm so sick of it, and it translates into the firehouse, and that's, that is a big deal. And that's what's hurting the fire service. And, you know, we could talk about the younger generation, talk about the older generation, everything in between. It's not generational. It's not. Mm-hmm. This negativity and this nonsense that's going on and this this uh, pessimistic attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see guys putting guys down. I mean, it's one thing to bust balls. I mean, we bu- I, yeah. listen, I can bust balls <laughs> yeah. with the best of them. You know what I'm saying? There's also a line. Yeah. There's also a line. Very you're, much a line. You're busting balls and you're being an asshole. Correct. So. And and I think a lot of people, one, don't understand. Most people, let me rephrase. Some people don't understand that line. Uh-huh. They get confused, right? They take it too far. They go too far. And what that does then, it has a tremendous negative impact on who it's affecting, right? Mm-hmm. And that happens mm-hmm. like, I mean, we get our, I mean, there's a group of people out there that bust National Fire Radio's balls constantly for no, no freaking reason other than we're an easy target. Mm-hmm. So bring it. Like, I don't care, Right. It's the same thing in a firehouse. The same guys get their balls broken every day, right? There's also that per, that person that's busting balls also have to realize that there's a, a line, a fine line. So there's people that you probably shouldn't. Uh, there's people. Yeah, and, and some when, get it worse than others. Do it too, because <laughs> yeah. sometimes there's that young guy yep. there that 
you know, these are a couple it. senior guys that are yep. kind of going at it, and they have respect for one another. Yep. But they're doing that. But the younger guy doesn't see that, and then he might say something to him, and it's like it's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. out of line, it's it's incredible how people are losing the ability to read situations, uh-huh. right? Like I, the one thing that I'm, I I pride myself in is I can pick up a situation very quickly in a crowd and figure out who's who, the players, how it works, how this is going to go down, all that. Right? Mm-hmm. That's a lost. I think a lot of people are losing that skill. Well, I think they are because everybody's looking at social media and they're not confronting people and talking to, to them. Yeah, they'll they'll chat with them on the phone and they're probably communicating with more people than they ever would before. There's a lot of but emotional they're not cues. Talking to yeah, one, there's another. a lot of emotional cues. Yeah. Uh, body language is important yep. too. Yeah, engagement. Um, yep. So, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So, what's next for Ridgeway? I mean, I know. I mean, you're you're jamming out, bro. So, you're running, you've said, what, for the last four years, three you years. have three, three years. Three years, it's been, no matter what I do, yeah. um, luckily, no matter what I do, I can't change my turn time, which kills me. But it, actually, to me, like I said, it's a badge of honor. People people are, I've, I've never been busier, and they're still coming around. Um, whenever I get to a point where we're feeling in a good spot, uh, another big order comes through, or another show comes up. Um, so, like I said, this this show is uh, the show the shop's still in its infancy sure um we really have just scratched the surface of what we can actually do in this place yeah um so i'm looking forward to the next couple months and you know after the show in, in maryland next week um you know we're that's it for shows until wildwood in september so we got a couple months kind of just cruising knocking out orders and, and seeing what we could really do yeah, you got a whole expansion wall over there. I well, can see. there's the corner over there. It's going to be Ridgeway Taps and Straps, so that's kind of roped off for, for the bar once we get that in. But after that, yeah, we got we got room for expansion. I got when's I, that? When when, yeah, I, when is that podcast? That. I mean, the christening yeah, of that. Yeah, We're in <laughs> Taps and Straps. Yep, Taps and Straps. I love that. I mean, you got a guest room, right? I'm gonna need it that night. But yeah, so right right now it's. It's kind of uh, just finding time for, for life, finding times for, for my that's, family. That's that balance, um, right? To me, that's important. Yeah. Um, work, obviously, you know, I'm very lucky to have a, a great schedule. 2472 is great. Um, but at the same time, it's still a long time. Something always breaks. You know, sure. Something yeah. goes wrong while, while I'm always away. Um, but, um, I mean, for the most part, it, it's just a matter of, you know, seeing where we are in the next six months, one year. I don't foresee anything really shaking up the industry. I do have plans of my own to do separate things or different things. Good for you. A little more research and development, product testing. But um, like I said, it's just uh, we're doing really well for ourselves. And I I think think, I think that's important too to have a vision, right? Like you know, you're you guys are doing very well, Mm -hmm. but you got to always constantly be pushing and growing and 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 so on. Well, I've always I've always operated on a tail of cautionary growth. And I know we've probably talked about it before, mm-hmm. but when I started, um, you know, I think there's personalities that want to make it big out the gate. Without a doubt. Um, my tale of caution was seeing a leather guy, uh, was in Jersey, I believe. Um, <clears throat> he started out, never met him, saw his website, thought it was cool, long before he, leather was an idea in my life. Um, I, I just went back to his website every now and then, saw his turnaround time when it was three to four weeks, then it was four to eight. It was 8 to 12, 16 weeks, and then the website was shut down. Hmm. So I saw that, and it burns in my it burned in my memory that, 
you know, I don't want to be that guy. Right. I don't want yeah. to be over inundated. I want to grow. I want controlled growth. I want to be able to control it without finding myself underwater. Like to me, that was the biggest yeah. kind of thing that, you know, I don't want to say put the fear into me, but it, it kept me on the straight and narrow of saying, I, I want to be able to control how this business grows. Yeah. I want to be able to, and it's still, it's a, it's a part-time job, but it's a full-time job. Sure, of course. So, but I mean, if you also put out a good product and people know that product, they're willing to wait for it. Yes, yes. And as long as you're up front with them and say, hey, it's going to be at least this amount of time. Yes. And then... I've never gone over nine weeks. I've stopped taking orders once. Um, I got to the point to where I realized that it was just too much. Um, it was affecting my personal life. It was affecting my job. And, you know... Not to say, you know, family obviously comes first and foremost, um, but, you know, I would rather, uh, it's my business. Yeah. I, I would rather be in control of it and say, you know You what? make the rules, man. I'm going to take it. I'm, at the time, I said it was a two-week break, a 14-day break. It ended up being 10. Um, the, the people got to me because they were asking for stuff, but um, it gave me that small window to just be able to either catch up. Or kind of just take reset, yeah, just yeah. reset. No, take it. <laughs> I would love a breath, but um, but yeah. So it gave me it gave me the opportunity. It's hard as a business person to say, no, I'm not taking money in. I'm just going to stop taking money for a week or two weeks. Um, but it was important. It was the only time I did it, and it, it worked out in the end. It's and finding that balance and understanding that you need your time as well. Mm -hmm. Hands down. Yep. So, my man. We got a ton of content. We got we can go all night. Mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna cut here for a few. But um, thank you for having us. Oh, this yeah. is thank you for coming again. Again, <laughs> <laughs> again. But no, no, not at all. Stop, stop, stop. It's Chris's Oak Lane over there. <laughs> but um, thank you for having us here, man. I, uh, you know, we have become friends outside of yeah. all of this, uh -huh. and uh, I love it, man. I'm gonna cherish this. And it's memories like this, and uh, that we we take away from what we do. I mean, we're we're in a good spot, man. I have a lot of fun. I go home at night and I just tell stories about what we get to do, and, uh -huh. and that's what I enjoy most about it. So I'm sure my cool. my guys are working tired here about it too, because I, I talk and I come in, I'm excited. I'm like, look at look who yeah. reached out to me today. That's good. You know, I love look, it. look who I love you know, it. look who look a chat group I'm in. You know, yeah. I just it, it's one of those things where you know I, I could never imagine. I'm sure that this, the sentiment is echoed is that mm -hmm. I could never imagine. Five years ago, that right. I mean, I was a fireman, just a fireman. Five years ago, you know, working a couple side jobs, and um, even when I started leatherwork, I would never imagine that I could have just all of this, um, all this exposure to not only social media figures but popular fire service figures, just in general. That sure. have had a lifetime of respect from the fire service in general, um, and just being able to just talk to these people or even them recognizing me. And, and coming up and saying hello, I think that's just, it's it's something that's rewarding in itself. Hard work, determination, character, mm -hmm. it matters. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> that's it, we're done. It's not going on anymore. That's good. That was good. That was good.